Welcome to Just Flow With It. I am your host, Mary Vallarta. And as you know, this is where we inspire each other to live our most authentic selves because that is how we are able to flow with our talents and with our gifts. And when we're able to do that, we're able to contribute and share what we love to the world. So super excited that you're here with me today. For those of you who are returning listeners, welcome. I so appreciate you. And for those of you who are just finding me, welcome. Happy that you're here. Today we have a topic that is very juicy, very fun, and that topic is sex. Sex is something that is very natural that affects all of us here in the world because, hey, everyone and everything pretty much partakes in sex, right? Us as humans, other animals that we live in, live with, you know, big, small organisms, a lot of us here living on Earth partake in sex. Um, specifically, we are going to talk about healing sexual traumas and also looking at sex from a sacred sexuality standpoint and when I say sacred sexuality I'm talking about approaching sex from more of a conscious and spiritual place where we recognize the exchange of energies that are taking place between people during a sexual act and so today I am going to be speaking to Dr. Sheila Marie Campbell on these topics. Um, Dr. Sheila is a very knowledgeable person when it comes to sacred sexuality and healing sexual trauma because of her work in the field. Um, She's unlike anyone I've ever met who does what she does because not only is she very in tuned with energies and emotions and also really amazing when it comes to speaking and connecting with people but she fuses her knowledge and her talents in that with her expertise in Chinese medicine so things like um acupuncture you know um her her knowledge in chi in the meridians all that she fuses together with her understanding in sex um in healing and spiritual energies and so i'm just really super excited to bring this conversation to you guys because it's so needed a lot of individuals including not just women, but also men can really benefit from the work that Dr. Sheila does. And yeah, just super excited. Just sit back, relax, and get ready to learn more about sex. In my opinion, learn about sex like you've never learned about sex before. This is not something that kids get taught in sex ed. This is not something that teenagers get taught by their parents. Um, And so this is a really healthy conversation to have, you know, especially if you have dealt with sexual traumas or you are having trouble stepping into your sexuality because your sexuality affects more than just your sex life it affects creativity it affects your confidence it affects your 
manifestation powers, you know, sacral sex is from your sacral chakra and your sacral chakra is really where your creative power, your manifestation power comes from. So I talk about all this with Dr. Sheila. Um, so yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy. All right. Sheila, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. So this is Dr. Sheila Marie Campbell, and I am so excited to be interviewing her today because she does very important, needed, empowering work for women and helping women to heal their sexual traumas. So Sheila, I would love for you to just give a brief introduction. That doesn't yeah. have to be brief. An introduction. You know, <laughs> Tell us what you do. Tell us about your work and how you got into it. Yeah. So I am a doctor of Chinese medicine. And so for those of you that don't know, that's acupuncture and herbology, medical massage, tweena. I work a lot with the fire cupping. I work with essential oils, basically natural healing and herbs. And uh, specifically, I love acupuncture. It's my favorite. And I, I just, I can't speak highly enough about the medicine. And how I got into the work is such a, it's such a heavy um, loaded question because there's so many different ways that I got into the work with helping women. I personally was sexually assaulted uh, and I'm not going to get like way into the story, but I was kidnapped at 10 years old by one of my family members and taken out into the desert and I was molested. And it was a really long road to healing and recovery. And it wasn't just you know, I went into the whole system of it. You know, you, you get interrogated by police. You're, you have to go and sit and tell the story over and over again. And you have a lot of boundary issues that come with it. And then within my family, he was accepted back into my family again. And so then it became another situation with my boundaries and not being heard or respected. And so I ended up in a really abusive relationship that I thought was amazing when I was, when I was younger. And I thought it was amazing because he stuck up for me all the time, just really aggressively. Like nobody was allowed to hit on me or flirt with me. And I, there was a part of me that just really thought that was safe mm -hmm. because of coming from that kind of family background. And this is all unconsciously, by the way, at this time, like it, it's an unconscious programming that this person, I felt safe with this person and, and really going deeper into my meditative practice of why was that person safe for me? Like what, what made that safe? And so that is one layer of it. And then actually when I got into Chinese medicine, I had gotten in a car accident and I had gotten in a couple of different car accidents and I started having these like whiteout situations happen where I would white out, like kind of like a blackout, but just white out and everything would go white after, cause my neck was messed up. And, um, I had zero desire to go to any type of doctor about it because I didn't want to go on medicine and I didn't want my bones cracked. And then my dad ended up doing a bunch of research and he found acupuncture and my first response to him was, nobody's sticking me with any needles, dad. <laughs> that was my first response. And so I was driving one day and I ended up blacking out while I was driving. And so just so you know, the two car accidents that I got in before that caused this little situation, uh, I was rear-ended both times. So this time I was driving and that happened. And it was only for a second that it happened, but it happened and it scared me so bad that 
I was willing to try anything to mm. not have the, the blackouts happen or the whiteouts. Yeah. And so then I ended up going to this doctor, um, Dr. Lynott in Long Beach, California, and he started uh, treating my neck and my back and my head. And very commonly in acupuncture, um, everything else started unraveling. And he started asking me really personal questions that I told him it were none of his business because <laughs> I was such a private, fiery little person. Like I just, I was the type of person that could power through anything mm-hmm. and um, didn't really like it. I would be like, okay, I'm just going to keep going forward in life. I'm not going to focus on the bad things and I'm going to stay focused on my studies and, and what's good and partied a lot. Like I was a little party girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he asked about my reproductive system and he kept at it. And he said to me, you know, in Chinese medicine, we just look at the whole picture of the body. Like we want to know what's really going on with you. And only then can we really treat you. So even though you might have your head hurting and your, your neck hurting and this thing going on with your eyes, uh, there's a lot more going on. Very wise. Right. But that's Chinese medicine. Um, and so I ended up telling him everything, uh, about my body and how I wasn't having my menstrual cycle and I hadn't been having it in over a year. And he gave me Chinese herbs that I went on for six months and I was completely regulated in six months of my menstrual cycle. And I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had two doctors that wanted to do procedures on me, exploratory procedures and uh, burn holes in my ovaries, which at that age I thought was really invasive. And I was a little scared that I wouldn't be able to have children, even though I probably would, there's still a chance that you couldn't. And I thought that was way too young for something like that. So I ended up, um, at the time that those doctors wanted to recommend that I ended up just doing nothing Mm. and I didn't know what I was going to do about it. And I'm so grateful that I listened to my own intuition because Dr. Lynott like just got me right. It whipped me right into shape. And I went to acupuncture religiously. I went every single day or every single week, uh, for six months. Mm -hmm. And then I backed off and I went quite often for two years. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can't speak highly enough about the medicine. I mean, I, I ended up taking it on as a life path because I felt like it, even in that time, I couldn't believe that the, the doctors were telling me to burn holes in my ovaries or go back on birth control or take medicine when it's like my body, I felt like my body was trying to tell me something. Yeah. And when I started doing acupuncture all the time, I started crying all the time and I didn't even know why I was crying when it was happening when like at that time when I was younger, but now being older, I can see how much pain and suffering I was in being in my family, like just to be in my family and function in it with what they had chosen to do, like keeping my brother-in-law in our lives, even though he had molested me was so traumatizing. Mm -hmm. And, um, through acupuncture and through being willing to really go in and do my deeper healing, I've been able to release all that pain and all that suffering from inside of my body. What about acupuncture really helped you divulge a lot of the things that you weren't able to express? Was it the questions that your acupuncturist was asking you or is it specifically how the needles were um, touching and, and 
you know, affecting your body. Yeah. So acupuncture is an energy medicine. And so what that means is it's dealing with the energetic meridians and the channels of your body. So you can really not say anything. Um, you could just sit there and cry because your body, even if you have a strong willed mind, you still feel things and you still hurt and you still go through all the emotions. And we don't really have like in Indian philosophy and Chinese philosophy in India, it's like they, they're very strong in the, their yoga philosophy and their Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. And here, like in China, they're very strong and in both they have like Western medicine, which is antibiotics and they have all the different other things of Western medicine, but they also have Tai Chi and Qigong and acupuncture mm-hmm. and it's part of their life. And he, here, like yoga is just starting to get right. off the ground. You know, I've been practicing yoga for 12 years now and it's getting off the ground in a bigger way. And it's been here for a while. Acupuncture is just getting off the ground here. Mm. So in other cultures, they all have like, not all of them, but a lot of them have some type of way to move energy. Yeah. And what about acupuncture in specific? There's hundreds of points all over the body and the points are designed for specific things for energy movement. And so you can have a point for grief, worry, fear, um, joy or lack of joy. So it's like all of our emotions are emotion is energy in motion. And right. so when you're angry, somebody can feel your anger. How can they feel that? You know, it's because they're picking up the energy that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. And you can notice that when you walk into a room and you know that somebody's been in a fight in the room mm-hmm. or when you're really happy, it's like, why are you really happy? You know? And so, or why, if somebody's really happy, how can you tell? Or yeah. how are you drained after you leave somebody? that you were just like, oh God, I left that person and I feel drained and it happens all the time. It's because their energy is pulling your energy or your energy and joy is building with their energy. So in specific acupuncture, there's literally points for everything. And in that particular treat, in those treatments, we were treating my polycystic ovarian syndrome. And there was just a lot of sadness that was associated with that Mm -hmm. a lot of sadness and a lot of worry and so as we were treating the polycystic ovarian syndrome my emotions which is my energy in motion and if it if you get stuck then your body gets stuck Mm -hmm. so first when your body's healthy it'll it'll take the unhealthy energy and then it'll push it out through the channels and the meridians but when you get sick or taxed or, or whatever else is happening, then what happens is whatever meridian is affected the most, mm-hmm. that is the basically the organ that's going to get affected. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was assaulted and then I went into an abusive relationship and it broke my heart and the heart and the uterus have a very close connection. And mm-hmm. so it just happened to be that my ovaries and my reproductive system. So the heart and the reproductive system have a close connection Mm -hmm. and my in specific ovaries took the emotional hit that I was experiencing. Wow. That's fascinating. I mean, it's really your body talking to you and saying, Hey, something is, something needs your attention here. Like totally. You need to address this. And the way you talk about Chinese medicine really does remind me a lot about Ayurveda. I'm currently studying it to become an Ayurveda advisor. Amazing. Thank you. I can't wait to get one of the oil therapies from you. I'm obsessed. (laughs) They're really yummy. Um, But one of the things that really struck me into what you said was that, you know, Chinese medicine doesn't really focus on the symptoms. 
you want to get to the root cause of what's really ailing you, what's going on in your body. So that way you're not just masking the symptoms and you get to really the real root as to why this is happening and you can start really healing from there. Um, so that's totally, I mean, that's the big, one of the biggest things about Chinese medicine is, is asking what is really going on. Where's the source of this pain or this suffering? Yeah. So you studied Chinese medicine, you went to school for that, and then you realized that you want to focus on um, working with women? I'm always thinking about women. Um, I love women. I'm such a girl's girl, or a woman's woman, and women's rights and women in sexuality. Um, when I was in undergrad, I almost minored in women's right or women's studies mm -hmm. but then it's so interesting because there's so many people or women in women's studies that it becomes a bashing of men right and I just if I had to listen to one more male bashing lecture I was going to shoot myself <laughs> not really but you know I just like I don't think that the study of women has to be a bashing of men and I love men too but there's just, I think that we need to just really band together in this time. And especially after the Me Too movement and the equality of the pay difference and, and just everything, you know, the way that the world has been run in a very male egocentric, uh, borderline narcissistic way mm -hmm. of just worrying about, you know, individual countries, just worrying about themselves. And since I have been studying and I have been going deeper with different people that are masters of their field, I just tend to like bind with women or like attract women more, I guess, yeah. and powerful women. And, and women have really guided me. I have a very strong mom. I have a strong dad too, but he's, he kind of loves his ladies too. Like there's my sisters and I all have very strong personalities and I have brothers as well, but I think that my sisters and I can be uh, heavy intellectuals mm -hmm. and really much into women's rights. And my mom has always been like that too. She's always been more of like a, a picketer and like standing up for things that she believes in and where my dad can be more of like the quiet funding person in the background. Right. That's a good balance for you though. You kind of saw like both ends of the spectrum because of that. Yeah. And I mean, they're both activists. My dad's an activist too, but he's, he's more of the type of person that he's a lawyer. And so he would be like the type of person that will help in the background where my mom's the type of person like rallying the truth. Yeah. yeah. She's like out in the open, the face of the movement. And then your dad's like the producer or something. Yeah. Behind yeah. The scenes. He's the one that's just, he's like, I love you, honey, go do what you do. And she's like, I'm going to change stuff. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, so for women who are going through, you know, the awakening process, what are some ways they can begin to heal on their own? So like awakening spiritually or like awakening their body or both? I guess like awakening to the fact that they're, ha that they need some healing with their sexual traumas. Yeah, I think that aware, and at Nucci, my company, uh, we have different pillars and awareness is the first pillar. Mm -hmm. And so just being aware and knowing it's there and not backing down. And mm -hmm. a lot of the times, like especially with women and boundaries, when I'm working with a woman with her boundaries, I tell her, like I, I love inner child work. I have my 
a bachelor's degree in child development. Mm -hmm. So it's, we have to look at ourself as we are the mother of our inner child Mm -hmm. and, and really just being the mother of the inner child and treat and knowing that that inner girl, that inner little girl is still inside of you, even though you're an adult, like I'm uh, 31 years old, I run a company, I have a lot of clients and I still have to nurture that little person inside of me. And especially with somebody that has sexual trauma, because that little girl still gets really scared when like big, powerful man, men like come up to me, right. you know, and whether they hit on me or they're just like, you know, big, powerful men with a lot of sexual energy, she is so uncomfortable. Right. Right? It's like, I'm not uncomfortable. And so I can differentiate, oh, wow, that's my inner child, like really not feeling safe right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so, huh? And being kind to her. I'm so kind to her about it. I'm like, oh, salary, you're feeling anxiety. I feel that, you know, and I'm, and I'm honest with myself. It's like awareness, education is another pillar. Um, and educating yourself. Like if you have had sexual trauma or if you've had any type of trauma, uh, like figuring out across the world. And I like to have a worldview on everything. Mm -hmm. What are they doing across the world for this kind of stuff? Like what are the tribes doing in the Amazon for it? What are they doing in China for it? What's happening in, in Europe for it? What's going on in India and Ayurveda? Like how do, how do the people treat the people? And I, I think that when we come at things with a bigger lens, uh, we can find like what really works, you know, cause sometimes mm-hmm. Western medicine is the absolute best. And sometimes like going on some pills for a little while is really good. Like if you need to go on antibiotics, because totally. if you have a bacteria infection, antibiotics for seven days, three days, five days is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, in some situations, you know, and so, but that's not everything. Like you can't just take a pill for everything. Exactly. Um, but one of the exercises that I do uh, with the girls with boundaries is I always say like, imagine that you're a big mama cub or a big mama and a little cub inside. And so when you feel like, what do you, and I ask them, like, do you think that anyone would cross a bear's boundaries with her cub right next to her? And she, they're like, every woman is like, no, and I'm no. like, no, because she would kill you. And so like when you have to like have that, and you have to like really have it. And when I went to um, undergrad, my one of my uncles, he's very high up in, at the LAPD in crime enforcement. And he said to me, like, don't ever, don't ever like go into your purse and just be like looking in your purse while you're moving around out in and out of the world. Because I was from a really tiny town, like no, like nothing bad happened, like from strangers, <laughs> you know, like it's just a tiny little space. Um, and he's like, look crazy. And so I, I tell women that too. I'm like, get that look in your eyes. Like I am crazy. Like I will, I will mess you up. So it's like, you have those two combos of like, have the big mama bear and like, think about yourself as a little cub. And then when you're giving your mama bear energy, that's the energy that you want to give is it's like, I am so crazy that like, like, and we have to tune in, I believe to our spiritual strength of that, of just like, I will eviscerate you energetically because Mm. it's like men can be like a bigger physically. But what's interesting about the crime thing is my uncle even said, um, you know, that not, you know, my uncle said that in most cases with, with rape, with sexual assault, with these different things, women are distracted 
with like when it comes from a stranger when it comes from family or people that you know women are usually manipulated and so we have to address as a culture distraction and manipulation mm -hmm. and so when we can address those then we can really start to heal and i think that like for women that i'm teaching uh, so much of it is boundaries and i think that when you when you're willing to look a little bit crazy and you're willing to like really be the mama bear then it's like it's okay because you know you've got you yes it's okay to be crazy and look crazy if it means defending yourself You're yeah and it, even right? when i'm not defending myself i'm just like i'm fine with being i'm like yeah you can yeah. think i'm crazy all i want i still take care of all my own bills i take care of myself <laughs> and i still get hit on by a lot of people so <laughs> and and you know you could be all of the above like we are i think people like a little crazy here multifaceted beings. I mean, I, I just think that it's, it, it is so important to address, you know, your, whether it's tra trauma is one side of sexuality that you, we could talk about. Then there's other, this other side of sexuality, women specifically, where um, some women don't feel confident being sexy. And how do you yeah, go about liberating that part of you, especially for moms? I feel like moms feel that a lot. I'm a mother and I totally felt that very heavily when I gave birth to my daughter. So the yeah. first year I just didn't feel very sexy and very hot. So what type of tips or, you know, like help can women use to yeah. Like I think that sexy and hot are such a mind, it's a, such a mind game, yeah. you know, because I mean, even for myself speaking, I went through some really heavy, intense emotions in college with like eating disorders and working out all the time. And it was like, if you look at back at pictures, people would be like, oh, wow, like so sexy, so hot. And I didn't feel it at all. I hated myself. So it's, I think that sexiness is a mindset and it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like you, it's a decision that you make internally and then you just rock it. And I have women that are like societal standards, like you, society would not say that they're sexy and they feel so sexy and they rock it like they are sexy and they come into a room and they own it mm -hmm. and they have so much confidence, you know? Yeah. And I have people that look like supermodels that have zero confidence. So it's, it's my advice would just be getting in the mindset of it and figuring out what feels sexy to you. You know, like for me, I can wear sexy underwear and my yoga clothes and no makeup with my hair in a ponytail. And I'm like, I'm so sexy because I know that I have my sexy underwear on underneath it all. And it makes me feel good. You right. know? So I think that for everybody, it's, it's so different, but I think that having some type of meditation practice, definitely a working out practice where you're working out uh, several times a week, just because that's going to get your blood moving. It's going to get your blood flowing mm -hmm. and have a lot of sex. Like when you have sex, it keeps you in that sexy vibe, you know? Yeah. And even if you're feeling like not the best or not super sexy, like do it anyways, like have sex anyways. And then just know that through the sexual practice, and through you connecting with somebody and your body releasing serotonin and oxytocin and all the neurotransmitters that come with having sex, or it's just going to improve your moods. Is sex with someone going to release the same type of serotonin as if you were going to have sex with yourself? 
You know, having sex with someone is different because mm-hmm. it's body to body touching is mm-hmm. like the chemical touching. Uh, is this, having sex with yourself is amazing. And uh, definitely orgasms are going to have an effect on the body, but there's not really anything like human to human contact. And that's even cuddling with your friends. Um, it's so funny. I love telling this story about my nephew. After my niece was born, he went to my, my nephew is five years older than my niece. And he goes to my sister and he's like, my love cup is empty. <laughs> and my sister was like, what? He's like, you don't hold me anymore. My love cup is empty. How old is he again? He's five. And oh she's like, God. what do you mean? And he said, mom, when you hold me after a little while, everything just opens up. And then all the love comes pouring in and all of a sudden I feel full. Oh my goodness. Where did he get that? He felt it. He felt it. Because think about oxytocin. So tune. He, he felt it. Yeah. Then that's what happens. Like, you know, when you hold somebody and you connect to them, your love cup gets filled. And I think that um, I'm a huge advocate and like having, uh, like pleasuring yourself and everything. I think that all of us should have a relationship with ourselves, And I don't think that relationship from ourselves should take away from being with somebody or desiring to be with somebody. And I think that one of the things that's happening in like the new world or whatever you want to call it, especially in California is this whole like independence, like I'm an independent person and I don't want to be attached to anybody. And it's like this whole energy where I just strongly disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't disagree with that whole, I'm a very independent woman, but I'm also very interdependent, you know, right. where I think that that is, it's not that I'm like, Oh, like I need everyone to fill my needs, but it's like, I really believe in community and I believe in sharing life with each other and being supportive and cuddling. And I believe in relationships, you know, Mm-hmm. That's so true because humans are social creatures. Such social creatures. I don't think we're designed to be this single organism off on our own. I mean, no. they've done experiments where babies weren't touched when they were born and they died. A lot of them did because they, well, they have weak immune systems. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think that you can still be strong independently while still wanting to have that sense of community and wanting to be intimate with someone um, whenever you want. Yeah, totally. In in Ayurveda, um, having a healthy sexuality, you know, a sexual connection with yourself is connected to your ability to be creative, to be imaginative. I mean, I believe in that philosophy too. Yeah. Is that the same for Chinese medicine as well? Chinese medicine doesn't necessarily go into like the creativity aspect of it, but I I believe in like the Kundalini energy and Chinese medicine, it's more of like your Jing Chi. And so it's J-I-N-G. And that's basically the energy that you are, like you come into this world with yeah, And then when you leave this world, there's no more of it. And that's why you die. And that's like, that would be the closest thing to like the creative life force that you're feeling. But there's different source, there's different cheese in Chinese medicine. It sounds like I said, excuse me, cheese, but I said cheese, <laughs> cheese, like energy. So there's different energy. There's like the, the energy that you're born with. And then you like, when it's done, you die. Yeah, And then there's like the air chi that you get like from the air. Then there's the energy that you get from the heavens when you have mm-hmm. a, like a Taoist practice. Then there's like your center, your source chi. 
mm-hmm. that like kind of like helps you make your decisions. Like they're, they're very into their chi, their right. energy. And so there's a lot of different ways that you get energy and you have energy. But I really believe, I believe that our sexual energy and our life force energy are one and the same, you know, like yeah. it's like your energy that you use for creativity and that moves you the energy that you walk into the room and people kind of are vibing with you. I believe that's your sexual energy. I agree with you. And that's also tied with abundance and money, prosperity, finance. Oh yeah. That is all encompassing in Ayurveda where the sacral chakra is the pillar. It is. Able to like manifest your dreams and, and your fantasies sexually and also in like your whole life basically. Yeah. And the thing with trauma too is, um, when women are traumatized and part of the reason why people like rape, uh, is because it's a power grab. It's a grab for power. And in Chinese medicine, that lower Dantian is associated with the Jing Chi. That's your creative life force. And so when someone attaches themselves to you or inserts themselves into you, it's a grab for your energy from internally. And so having proper energetic cleansing rituals is so important because it's like your sexual energy should drive your life. And that doesn't mean go have sex with everybody. It means that your sexual energy should be driving. It should be like, it should be taking you and moving you places and moving you into your creativity and moving you into your projects. And so when people are traumatized or they have that disruption in that field, that's when they're not able to take their thoughts and actually create them into reality through production. Oh, that makes so much sense. And when you said that about, you know, getting your energy, I think it's also equally important to be aware of the person who you're having sex with, to be aware of their energy too, because totally. you're getting affected by their energy, right? That's why I, I mean, in my sacred sexuality course, I teach cleansing rituals because it's, you shouldn't come insert the energy that you received from the day, from your boss, from your coworkers into your partner. Right. It's not fair. And it's like, and especially if you want to get into like manifesting and creating and doing creative things together, it, you guys both need to have clean energy. And so that's source energy. It's where you have a basic understanding of the channels, the meridians, the Ayurvedic chakra system, um, or the yogic chakra system, however you want to call it, but having an awareness and what you were talking about earlier is where do you start? You start by becoming aware. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's energy systems in my body. Mm -hmm. And I, I only thought there was Western systems in my body. Okay. Now I know that there's something else. And so the chakra system is definitely, it's complex, but in terms of like color systems, it, it can be easier to understand, but the energetic system of the meridians Meridians does a very good job at explaining your emotions, which is energy in motion and how we pick up and we receive energies from other people and how we move energies to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be aware of both of them. You know, I think we have to be aware of how we pick it up and also how we send it out. I agree. So how does one clear their sexual energy before they go into, you know, being intimate with their partner? A uh, prayer, a lot of prayer, a lot of intention. Um, however you want to call it, you can. Call, I like to say prayer, but you can also say intention. So one exercise that I love is it's a Taoist philosophy exercise where you connect uh, your mind's eye to the center of the sun, mm-hmm. and then you breathe the sun's energy with with your breath, with your lung chi, and you just you imagine yourself just breathing in the sun and allowing the sun to asking the sun to just cleanse you. And to just bring that energy all the way down through the bottom of your feet 
Mm-hmm. And then you imagine your feet being connected to the core of the earth. And then you just really command presence between you and the sun and the earth. And then with your intention, you're just saying, I disconnect from everything that is not in this moment and this time and the here and the now. And then I like to also use another Taoist exercise of just imagining water flushing all over you. So then you just take a deep inhale and then you're calling upon the element of water and you, or you can even take a shower and you're just washing yourself with that water. And if you decide, I think that it's fun too to have cleansing ritual practices with my partners. And so I like to take showers with them and I'm like such a nurturing, loving person. So I just like love the whole like showering somebody and washing them. Like it just gets me excited. And so it's kind of like whatever foreplay gets you excited. Um, Also working with different essential oils, you can work with different essential oils for all the different meridians. And so I love doing some type of grounding technique. So that's just like grabbing your partner's bottom of your feet. And so when you're practicing sacred sexuality and you're practicing different cleansing rituals and techniques, it's a lot of presence before the actual act of sex. Mm -hmm. So you're really just tuning into that person's body. You're tuning into their breath. You're learning about like what's going on with them. Like I love working out like different kinks in the body. If they're feeling like any tension in their hips, like working out the hips before we even go into our sexual practice. Yeah. It's like a full body massage. Yeah, I do that. I like that though. I I like, I love the touch, you know? So if if people are like less into touch and they want to get more into the act, they can just shower and take a quick shower, take a quick rinse. And as they're doing that, they can just imagine disconnecting from everything else that isn't their partner. And after work, like I always tell my clients, like when you're leaving work, just imagine disconnecting from work and go through your day and just unhook all of those different pieces. Like Mm -hmm. you're just like taking out the outlet. And then when you come home, just be fully home. If you have to work, that's fine. But just like treat your partner in front of you like they deserve to be treated. Not like they just lived that day with like that they were everybody that you just lived that day with. Because what happens a lot of times is people don't compartmentalize and then they come home and then they're mad about whatever they're mad about for the day. And then the partner's in a loving container. And so then they just throw it at the partner. And I've done that to my mom. I learned all this from my mom because it's like you, you treat the ones that you love the most, the worst, you know? Right. No. I've so it's done- like, how do we stop ourselves from doing that? Exactly. I mean, little things too, like um, I was listening to Esther Perel's podcast and she was talking about how the first thing many people do when they wake up is reach for their phone while there's an actual human being right next to you on your bed. Yeah. And, you know, like that's the first thing you do. And the last thing you do at night is reach for your device. And that kind of just got me thinking, wow, that's totally the routine that I've been doing unconsciously. Is that what I want to keep doing? Um, Obviously not. And then now with what's going on, everybody's at home. A lot of people are working from home as well. So it's even tougher sometimes to kind of turn off the work mode Mm -hmm. because everything is just so jumbled up now. Um, So this is all good reminders for people really how to go about having not just the sexual act when you're in it, the actual sexual act, but before that. Totally. So that way when you enter, it's like a different type of atmosphere, something where you're both present. It is, it's, it's so powerful. And also like to command presence in Chinese medicine, 
it's, um, it's part of it is to ignite all the senses. And so it's basically taste, sound, you know, emotions, sight. And so it's like, even like when girls like to wear lingerie and stuff, it's like, it's a sight. It's, it's basically, how are you creating a picture, you know, for somebody? And it's like something that's different, something that's colorful. And you don't have to do that. Like if you're not into like lingerie and stuff, that's totally fine. You don't have to. But if you're not, then it's like, how do you create a beautiful scenery that's right. like different? And I teach my clients, like it's, it's all, it's so much courtship and planning and surprises. And I, I think that for me, I have such a childlike wonder and sense of, I'm going to create something different that you've never experienced. And I could be dating somebody for years and be like, I'm going to create something different that you've never experienced. I love it's that. Like, it's like a game that I have for myself even. But I also like to do that with my girlfriends. Like I like to give my girlfriends experiences that they've never experienced. I love that. I love the playfulness that you bring to sex. I think that that's totally something that I could personally do better, which I'm now starting to do. Yeah. I just bought a diffuser that changes colors. Yeah. And so the smell and the sight, like my partner noticed, I mean, you know him. And he's like, I really like the new oils that you diffuse now. I'm like, really? That's great. It's working. <laughs> but so. that's something, and that's like essential oils are so part of my sexual practice. Like, and, and navigating the different meridians and like learning what the different points do, because it's like all the different points in the body have an effect, like both mentally, emotionally, right. spiritually. And so it, well, not both, but all of those things. And so the more that you can learn about the body, the doper you're going to be in bed. <laughs> totally. So if someone wants to work with you, you know, whether it's helping them to step into their sexuality a lot more, whether it's to help them heal their sexual traumas, how can they work with you? Yeah. So I usually, so my business has only been word of mouth and referral based only. Um, so with the sexual, with like, some, if somebody has sexual trauma, then what they would do is they would write to info at nucci.us mm -hmm. and then somebody would, they would get an interview with them and make sure that we're a right fit with them, with my people, my team, make sure that they're the right fit. And then we would go from there. I have classes online. Um, that would probably be the easiest way to work with me is by taking a class and just joining the community. Um, this sacred sexuality work is so sacred to me. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I do the referral based only, or like if, if somebody gets to know me over some time, yeah. And because I think that it's important too when you when we do like the deeper healing work that it it comes from your community or a deeper connection, you right. know, and and even if that's like a deeper connection to one of my uh like team members and they can really interview you and and make sure that you're like in in like alignment philosophically and all the things. Um so I have the sacred sexuality course online. And that's at uh, nucci.us. I also have a holistic healing course. It's amazing. A pain management course. And then a lot more courses coming. Um, for anyone that has had sexual trauma, though, specifically, we have designed a module that's only $11. It's super uh, affordable. Mm -hmm. And it goes through all the different components of, sexual, of healing sexual trauma that I think are important. 
And then it has a call to action of different actionable steps. Like some are free and some are like the sacred sexuality course is a couple hundred dollars, but it's super affordable and it's a nice resource to have. And then you can find me on Instagram. I'm so active on Instagram. Uh, Dr. Sheila Marie Campbell. I write a lot of stuff on Instagram um, about relationships, about how to handle our body, about different processing that I've, I have personally. And then I go on lives a lot. She does, guys. They're really uh, good. (laughs) I said she does go on live and they're really good. (laughs) Yeah, I go on live. I just, and if anyone has any questions or anything, like I have people just write in questions to me and then I make videos about it. So I'm happy to answer any questions. And if you feel called to work with me in a deeper way, then I would be so happy for you to reach out to my team and set up an interview. I'll make sure to put all this in the show notes. I know you have to go pretty soon. So I want to get into our lightning round of questions before you do. Okay. I'm going to get into it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. First one, when do you feel like you're most in flow? When I'm creating something. So it's like I feel, or when I'm, and when I'm designing a treatment, I feel so good, like treating someone's body, like when I'm giving acupuncture. I just understand the body and I just love it. So it's like I get in those flows. Mm, I gotta, I gotta get an appointment with you. Um, <laughs> what are you excited about right now? I'm so excited about the sacred sexuality course. Um, I just like all of the studies, the mystic studies, the mystery school studies, the wisdom keeping studies with my elders, everything is coming together. And with Chinese medicine and Western medicine also, like it's, it's a heavy, it goes into intellectual study of laws of conservation and scientific laws. And I just, it's the, it's the thing I actually am most proud about. Like if you were to ask me if I was proud about my degrees and all that stuff, like I, I'm like, ah, whatever. But this thing is so exciting to me. I think it's the best work I've ever done. Oh, I love it. It's because you were in flow while you were doing it. I was super in flow. Super in flow. Any favorite books or shows or podcasts that you would recommend? Favorite books, shows, or podcasts? I love The Alchemist. Oh, I love that book. It's my. It's one of my favorite books. Um, the other book is The Celestine Prophecy. It's so long. You can, if you want to go on a long road trip, it's like, I think it's eight hours if you listen to it, but it's seriously worth it. I love, love those two books. I'm going to look that up and I'll also put these in the show notes too. So you all can grab them on Amazon or Apple. Um, Who do you look up to most and why? Um, It's funny. I actually have a friend and her name's Sasha Alexander. She's an actress and I look up to her a lot and she's not just an actress. I mean, this woman is one of the most magical people I know. She's just, she's so open-minded. She's super honest. She's business savvy. She's Mm. creative. She's an intellectual, she's spiritual, and she's a badass mom. And it's just to have somebody that is in Hollywood and is so in the limelight and her husband's a big producer and they have like a very famous family. It's like you to have somebody so down to earth and so real and also such a powerhouse in the world. It's just, it's insane. And I, I, those are all the reasons why I look up to her. I mean, I don't think that like 
the fame and all that stuff matters, but the way that she carries herself in that world, that she lives in that world and she's works in that world. But unless you knew who she was, you would never know that she's of that world. And Mm -hmm. Just her her ability to be such a solid friend and mentor to me. She's um she's been just advising me for years and she's honest and she's hard and she doesn't hold up back any punches. And I think that we all need women like that in our life that are strong and soft at the same time. What do we as a as a society need more of? Sex. Love it. <laughs> I think we all need more uh, conscious understandings and compassion of one another and allowing each other to be safe and seen and heard and explore sexuality. Right. I mean, we're not going to get a chance to talk about this particular subject, but one of these days, I mean, I'd love to talk to you about the current state of affairs when it comes to men and women's just sexual energies nowadays because I would love to spend a whole topic like a whole (laughs) lot of time on that I mean I think that like that's such a heavy loaded conversation and I have so many conversations about it because the way that I treat families is I'm not here to convince or convert anybody I'm just here to help you manage your energy and be able to navigate your life and, or your multidimensional sides of your life with the energy that you have. And some people just have a lot of freaking energy and, and you don't know why or when or what's going on or what souls they need to be connected to or what's, what's happening with that. But I think that all of us have something like, if you feel drawn to somebody, I think that they have, it's because there's something there that you need to learn from them or there's a spiritual connection and there's, there's so much deeper stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. So I would love to go in deeper with that in another time with you. Yes, I'd love that. Last question. How do you want people to remember you? I think that oh, I've like really released that side of myself where I'm worried about what people think about me. Mm-hmm. So I think that one of the best things that I've learned over the past couple of years and I've practiced it is that before anyone, like I try and like give someone like, Oh, all this stuff about me. I just like open myself up and I just breathe with them. So I think that how I would want people to remember me is that like, and even today, just taking a deep breath, with me and I'll do it too. And I'll just open up my spirit and I'll breathe with you. And then you remember me, however that felt for you. I love that. That was beautiful. Sheila, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. Presence, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I'll go ahead and make sure all your information is on the notes section. Um, Guys, if you want to reach Sheila, I'll put all of her information there. Other than that, thank you so much. Blessings. I'll see you next week here on Just Flow With It.